Okay. Uh, your side okay? Mm, yeah. Are you okay already? Uh, yes, I'm okay already. <laughs> I have the recorder running. Not really feeling it today, but okay. Let's yeah. Okay. Let's let's just start with what how how are you feeling? You you you. 大清早看到你脸黑�ey，这样 what what happened? Uh, no. I think like. I I don't think it's a new relationship thing. I think it's just that we got on the wrong top of the bed today. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So at this point in time, what do you hope for me to to tell you, to, to make you feel better? Or I don't think there is a way anyone can make me feel better. But other than giving me the space to like rent and give me a space and listen to me and like I really at this point in time. I don't think anything will come into me for now. It's just me sorting out my own stuff. Hmm. I think that's a good start to today's episode. Yeah. Yeah. Today's episode is essentially about when your friend is going through a breakup. What actually for us lah, for our personal experience, what do we hope our friends can say or don't say as a form of providing support? So this is episode five of Heartbreaks and Healing. I think I think at that point in time, you don't exactly have too much of a hope because when you seek people out, you really just want an avenue to rent to express your feelings and all that.、Mm. At least for me, I seek people out, but I know of like friends who also just like to chill on their own and hang there first, or retreat back into their comfort zone. And I think that is also perfectly fine. Ah,、uh. you don't have to actively go and seek out support. Until you are ready, or until you feel you need it. Okay, let's rewind a bit. Ah,、uh. do you remember when you just broke up? Maybe few days or few weeks after you broke up. Do you remember under what kind of circumstance that you feel like you have to reach out to someone in order to share your thoughts or even express your sadness to them? Hmm. Um. When the thing happened, I remember keeping it to myself for a while. But I don't keep all that, so I like to talk a lot. And then, like talking is my avenue of release. And then, like the next day, I already like approach my best friend because I'm like thinking and thinking alone and like feeling alone. I didn't do much help for me, so I needed to like look for my best friend to like talk to him about stuff. But for myself, I'm a person who will usually bottle my feelings.、Mm. Um, I don't know. Is it a way of? Convincing myself that even though I'm in such a mess, but I still have things under control. But I will,、mm. I will actively seek a support.、Mm. For example, a、mm. friend and share my feelings when I feel that my bottle is at its limit, that I can no longer face my emotions alone, and I, I, I essentially need to. To have some form of emotional release, lah. Not, not, not to use my friend as a punching bag, but. I guess it's the cathartic function of sharing your thoughts. Maybe it's it, regardless whether is it in a mess or do you have it in essay form already. But it's just as long as there is a exit lah. So I will feel better. Yeah. So how do you know when your bottle is full already? Wow, that's a good question. Eh, I think physically you can feel like your chest feels very tight, and your mind starts. Finding it very difficult to focus on other things in life, 
for example, and at, your mind. in my mind, yeah, like during work is while you're trying to focus on maybe finishing a task and all that, but you find yourself your mind just straight to the breakup law. Then that's when I know that okay, I need to talk to someone. I need to maybe bounce ideas off or seek some form of solace. I just know that I cannot do it alone anymore. Mm. And when you ask your friends or like when you approach them to share, what are you exactly looking out for? I think sometimes when I seek people out, recent years, I will be more sure that I will need to bounce off some ideas. Because when you think back of what, what went wrong or what actually happened during the breakup, definitely there will be certain parts you don't understand or you only have a guess of what it actually is. So sometimes when I seek friends out, uh, different friends will give me different interpretation of what happened and how better can I go digest it in order to help with healing. But sometimes, not that I'm unappreciative of my friends, but I do have friends when you approach them, maybe they are used to being reactionary, it's like a reflex law, like you throw a problem, then they'll throw a solution out to you. But at that point of time, maybe I don't need a solution. I just need someone to listen. Okay, you remember that time when you texted me and asked if you can call me right after your breakup? Right after? Like 10-15 minutes after your breakup, that kind of <laughs> I think I remember. Yeah, so do you think I did a good job or not? I'm sure you did lah. I mean like, no I recall I just, my stance was to listen or listen more than I should contribute. Or rather, listening is my main form of contribution lah, to help you mm. type through it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. But I think in my mm. younger years, I would probably say something like, uh, cheer up, mm. things will get better. You want to drink water? Yeah. <laughs> But then, uh, it is very common and normal for people to be reactionary and solutioning, right? And last week, we talked about uh, gender myths. Mm. I'm not sure if it's the myth, but if anyone's listening in to this, you can correct me whether you verify my statement. A lot of males, men, they tend to go into solutioning a lot more. And... uh, Females are the ones I see on, like, trending that are more empathetic or listening. We don't we jump into solutioning as much. Of course, there are guys, like you said, for yourself, you listen to your friends before jumping in. But I think that's a very human thing to do, right? To straight away start thinking of, like, uh, solutions or looking at the bright side, looking at the silver lining. And because sometimes these are just very natural things to do, a uh, knee-jerk thing to do because you don't want to approach sadness or you don't want to sit in like a bad feeling or bad emotion for too long. Mm. But do you think different people will appreciate different words of concern la, from their friends when they come out fresh from a breakup? For example, maybe I'm more sensitive. So I would hope that my friends would say something more loving like, mm. uh, it's okay, mm. then tell me more. And I mm. hope to be prompted with more questions and, maybe understand how I'm feeling at that point of time, I definitely wouldn't want someone to tell me, you know, uh, 
things ended means it's bad, you know. The next one mm. will be will be the better one and all that. Things mm. things ended for a reason. It's okay, one. Cheer up, cheer up, look up <laughs> on the bright side. I like I know things are wrong, but you don't have to tell me right now when I'm so raw yeah. from the wound. I mean I, I, yeah. I appreciate the goodwill. I appreciate the concern, but I yeah. will also appreciate a more gentle, a more mm. sayang kind of approach la. Mm. Is that how I feel? Uh, yes and no. Yeah, like this morning I was just like ranting to a group of friends and there was this one friend and he was just like very technical terms like, yeah, I hear you and like acknowledge your feelings and I'm like, I know all these technical terms. I don't need to tell me all these technical terms, right? I just need you to be human. Mm. I just need you to listen. Uh, it's not that I don't have the handles or don't know the languages. I, I just need a friend, not a counsellor or therapist or whatever beside me now. But yeah, when you hear of your friends, just now you say, they tell you, look on the bright side, oh, at least this, at least that. How do you feel then when they tell you that? At that moment, I mean, I'm not the confrontational sort. Lah. Of course, in that moment when I listen, when I hear something like that, of course, I'll be boy song. Lah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it will be in me to rationalise that, yeah, they, they mean well. Mm. But also at that point of time, I'm not in the mood for a quarrel. Lah. Yep. It's so funny because, like what I said this morning, my friend was like, there was an incident that like riled me up quite a bit, uh, right? And I was like, renting to them, I'm like, oh, you see, look at this again, this happened again, da 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 da. And he's like, um, yeah, I hear you and I acknowledge how you feel. <laughs> and different from you, I'm like, I actually wasn't asking for acknowledgement, but okay, sure. <laughs> I just took a rant, and like once I rant finish, it's over. But different people show up differently. <laughs> for you, you will like just step down, keep it in. What do you do? You then? know where they're coming from. It's not like I don't know where I'm coming from, but I'm like, dude, can you just like be normal and be human? Do you snap your fingers and say, don't you dare patronize me? Uh, no, I mean like, I did tell him that I'm not looking for validation or or acknowledgement. Um, but that is like I think it's also how people like even hearing this podcast and listening to tips and things. How do you make it relevant? How you make it um appropriate at a point in time, mm. right? Because like you could say like when someone just woke up, you could say, "Oh, thank God you're not know, that person," or like, "Oh, I knew you guys are like totally incompatible since the start." And like maybe it's true, maybe it's not. Is that really the right time to say it? Yeah, timing. <laughs> when is, like your friend first comes looking for you, timing is very important. I, I'm. Yep. I, I think there is always a good time for mm. whatever goodwill that you have. Uh, but in that time, mm. especially right after the breakup, uh, come to think of it, if I can come up with a SOP right now, I, I mm. agree with you. I don't need any form of validation. Mm. But I do appreciate in future if I do encounter another heartbreak that my friends will, will remind me to love myself first. La. Like at that mm. point in time where you are... Because someone special has been ripped out of your life, mm. you are left with a very raw, gaping wound. Mm. Uh, your thoughts will naturally fly or flow back to your ex and what happened, the good memories and all that. But it is also at that point of time, I think it's very important uh, to remind, to be reminded that you are, you are still worthy. You're, mm. You really need to love yourself right now. Don't do anything stupid. Mm. Keep yourself safe. 
sleep or cry your guts out and all that, at this point in time, you feel shit, but you haven't really failed in anything. It oh. is just an end of a relationship. It's not... Okay, cannot, cannot say end of the world because at that point in time, you definitely feel like the world is ending. But yeah, look, I would appreciate my friends to revolve the idea of reminding me that yeah, at this point in time, uh, you know, your friends love you, but you also have to love yourself even more. It's such a cliche, right? Love yourself even more. But it's so important. <laughs> yeah. I remember there was this one time where, like, I broke up. And then uh, I, I was looking for a best friend, and we were, like, just talking about it. And he was just there listening to me, rant, and just being by my side. Now. And a few months later, he was like, yeah, like, it's totally not a match. And, like, thank goodness you're out of it and things like that. And I'm like, why was I... Like, so blind, and you didn't even tell me when I was in there for, like, so many months and, like, years. It's like, you didn't say a thing. Now that I'm out, then you just start ranting and saying all this. But I'm glad, like, he didn't do it immediately, and I could, like, then make a joke out of it, or, like, we could have a laugh over it when time has passed. Mm. Yeah, so timing is very important. I think it's also then, then now people listening will be like, oh no, then when is the right time or what is the right thing to say at different times? I recall when I, when I speak to you um, first few weeks after you broke up, I think one very good reminder or my good reference is that I, I try not to say things that will come across as trivializing your emotions. Mm. Yeah, because I, I, I definitely do know that whatever you're feeling, it's a very personal um, your expressions are good description of how you feel at that point of time. La. So if you tell me that you're emoing, you're listening to song in the middle of the night, I mean, starting, I definitely won't say stop it and go and sleep. Because that's your way of coping. I cannot, I cannot just ask you to STFU and go and sleep. You know? If I had said that, even though I mean well, la, but it would just feel like a slap across the face. So as if I don't want you to come and disturb me with your sadness and all that. And I think like, you were just there by my side at times, <laughs> and instead of like shutting me off, you sent me more songs, right? <laughs> and we started exchanging songs. And I felt like, okay, I, something knows like where I am, and like we're just sitting in this together. Mm. In, in a good way, you are enabling me, <laughs> mm. uh, but also enabling me to process my emotions and thoughts. Mm. More, importantly, more importantly, few weeks back, it was circuit breaker. We can't exactly hate our admit friends. Yep. Socializing wasn't yep. allowed. But yep. I guess now that um, we're in phase two, when uh, I, I think if back then, if possible, yeah, I would have found or created more opportunities for you to, mm. to show you out. You know, mm. to, it's always best la, to have a physical presence to, to, to help you soothe, I feel. Or at least that would, that would be what I appreciate. Because... Uh, right after I broke up, I mean, yeah. a few good friends asked me out, so mm. I, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, but I think it also comes back to whether the person's ready. La. So if you were to ask me out at that point in time, even with or without a circuit breaker, I, I wouldn't have wanted to like come out as quickly. So it depends on how your friend is or how you are. Mm. Because you can drag me out, but if I'm not ready, I'm just not ready. Yeah you'll definitely be more resistant to the gestures of concern la, and love. La. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But 
I also like to draw back, I mean, as a friend who is trying to provide support, not just mm. me, not just you, for whoever has been there before, lah, for a friend who needs help, needs some support after a breakup, I think you also have to be mindful of your capacity to receive the negative vibes. What do you mean by capacity to receive the negative vibes? Like, for example, some days when you had a shitty day at work, you don't feel like you're in the mood to to be around people, to, mm-hmm. to be the role of a caregiver or a listener. I think it's very important you don't force yourself to be there for your friend. You get what I mean? Because two negatives doesn't make a positive. It might just make things worse. You really have to be mindful uh, that you're not overextending yourself. Self-care first uh, before you can care for someone else. I think there there was a night where you wanted to cam call, but... I wasn't in the mood for camming or to show my face lah. So at least the least okay, I can... <laughs> <laughs> But the least I, I, I did was I, I just sent you song law and try to be available through text lah. Because at that day I just I don't want to show face. I think it was because I was having issue with my ex lah. So I'm like mm. Yeah. But I still wanna mm. be there for you. So mm. the line drawn was uh, I, I don't wanna show my face. I don't wanna mm. open my mouth. But through texting, mm. uh, it was still possible. Mm. Which actually, I think for this, you rounded it up very nicely. Uh, I also just wanted to share, I have been um, going on a workshop for like psychological first aid. Mm. And it's also interesting because I can see how this is applied also to situations like this and contextualizing this. Because at the end of the day, psychological first aid was talking about what do you do when there is a crisis, right? And, and it could be a crisis of any kind, right? A, uh, a natural disaster or even a personal crisis like going through a breakup like this. The world still goes round, but your world think you feel that your world's crumbling. The workshop was very interesting. It gave a very succinct model, a rapid, R-A-P-I-D. Mm. Um, it's a very easy way of remembering let's say if you are a caregiver uh, and if you are a friend and your your other friend is going through like a personal crisis what can you do uh, r stands for rapport or reflective listening rapport in terms of like building uh, the relationship or reflective listening meaning you're just paraphrasing and understanding what they say and reflecting it back to them as a mirror so that they see and they know that the reflection, they, it builds trust because they know that you know what they are talking about and that's for R. Mm. A stands for assessment and then it's for you as the listener then to decide like, is your friend in need? Is your friend um, at risk of harming themselves? Is your friend uh, stable and safe? Both physically, mentally and psychologically. Mm. Then after that, the A, we go on to which is prioritization, prioritizing what you need to do with them. Mm. In this field, is prioritizing who's most important because in this workshop, we're talking about disaster relief uh, as a crisis. So prioritizing which uh, patients and clients come first. Uh, but for you, mm. in a personal context, it might be prioritizing what's important for your friend now. Is it important to throw him out for a meal or to like 
just be with him or talk to him or like make sure that he's sleeping well or not sleeping well. I think in this context, that's prioritization. Um, then I is to think of the intervention. What are you going to do? Mm. And lastly, D, it stands for deposition, uh, following up, making sure that person knows that support is there if and when they need and how should you follow up. The follow up could be inviting more friends or going out as a group or if your friend needs like more care and support from a system perspective, do they need to see a counsellor? I don't think in a breakup, at least with my friends, it's not that serious. So sometimes it can get serious, right? Or just checking in on them once every few days. Mm. But after rapid, the last one that you mentioned uh, right before you finish about self-care, right? Because you are now receiving and you are sharing your friend's burden, right? Uh, although sharing is half, but now you have an extra half on your plate and how can you process it and how can you uh, also let it go because it is not your burden to carry. Mm, that is very yeah. important. That is so important. <laughs> it's the online workshop. It's one of those MOOCs on Coursera, guys. Course. <laughs> can provide a link then we'll put it in the description box but I think it's 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 a very essential skill especially after I mean not just for friends going through a breakup but in every situation in life especially now in the post-COVID world uh, people mm. yeah. I, I mean the end of a relationship can impact you very negatively but so can yeah. the other aspects in life for example the loss of a family to disease loss mm. of a job uh, mm. a lot of things that I cannot think because you really cannot imagine what sort of troubles people are going through these days I think there will be a gradual increase in its importance lah. Yeah. Mm, mm. I think what I've learned from this is also very interesting because I think it's easy for us to like talk or say but now putting it in a framework and then also uh, replicating this to have as many people be able to in layman terms, just be there for your friend, right? Because uh, especially now, like you said, everyone would go through some form of personal crisis, whether it's employment or staying at home or like being with family for too long. Those are crises that we also see happening. Mm, yeah. Mm. Today's topic... I think we brought up a very important point. I mean, listening is one, but also saying mm. the saying the correct things to your friend at the correct time will help a lot, lah. I feel mm. as someone, mm. I think both of us, lah, who've gone through mm. breakups, it will definitely help in healing mm. ourselves, though. I think you see yourself like when you are there for your friend who's going through a crisis or a breakup. See yourself as a bandaid. Because you know like some cuts, some wounds that you incur, right? Sometimes you just put a band-aid over it and it stops and it heals by itself, right? But if you see that the wound's too deep, as a friend that there's only so much you can do, then it will also be wise to like refer them to uh, more help if needed if this is not something that you can deal with as a friend. Mm, nice analogy to wrap up to this topic. But <laughs> yeah. again, I must emphasize that uh, this is not some self-help session. Uh. It's just Nicholas sharing me uh, on psychological first aid, which he roughly did when we had dinner over Sui Chun. La. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> listening to our podcast, hopefully this is some of uh, a small band-aid for you. Uh, listen, finish, can go and talk to your friends if you need to. Or if you want, you can drop us an email. I'll still leave my email in the uh, description box. La. Mm. 
But uh, episode five. Share more resources with you. Yes, episode five of heartbreaks and healings essentially is to, uh, we've talked about the things to say, things not to say, or how to behave in front of someone, uh, who just experienced a breakup lah. Next episode, I think we will be coming back in two weeks' time. Uh. Next week, we'll be uh-huh. taking a break because uh-huh. it's election day. Is, is it election day it or is it? Voice. No, it's voting day, <laughs> voting day. Oh my gosh. Polling day, polling day. Polling day, polling day. So, uh, we'll be busy voting, so should you. Yes. We'll see, we'll see what happens on 10th of July. Yes, okay. Right, I'm Champion and... And Nicholas. Right, see you guys in episode 6, Absolutely. which will come in two weeks' time, if you're listening to us real time. Bye, guys. Bye, take care.